Hello and welcome to this latest edition of the Powder Blue podcast. Frank Close here along with Jeff Mosher. And after a really exciting start for the Phillies, they seem to have cooled off a little bit. Center field, offense in general, starting pitching. There's there's a lot to break down, Jeff Mosher. There is a lot to break down, Frank. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to doing this. You know, I know our last podcast we talked about the excitement over a four and zero start, and um, I think you and I both hit on the fact that baseball is such an ebb and flow season that you know I think what we took more from four and zero was that it, it's good to get those those kind of fifty fifty games. You remember Segura had a big hit um, as part of that start, uh, and then uh, you know the, the Guillermo from the Mets threw a ball away that helped it. The Phillies win a game. These are games that anybody can win, but the Phillies, you know, got the the better bounce of the ball or the the hit that they needed that they to determine win or loss there. And you need those because you know that it's not going to be, you know, you're not winning nine out of every ten games. Well, they've won seven out of fourteen mm-hmm. <laughs> as of us recording this podcast. So, what did you think? So, let's before we get into the specifics, if, if if I had told you before the season began that after 14 games, knowing the start was going to be what it was against the Braves and Mets and Braves and Mets and Cardinals, would you have been okay with 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 this 500 record? I mean, I think so. I, I you know, I, I still think the Phillies are going to be a better team, and what's holding them back right now is is pretty obvious and clear, and that's their, their issues have been more offensive than than pitching, although we can obviously get into the fourth and the fifth starters, not, not going very long, but they just haven't scored a lot of runs. And to me, I know it's cliche and all, I, I don't panic on that because I, all right. So I have one little, I have a concern that the team is a little bit older. They don't have those young electrifying players like an Acuna or at the T's who's kind of built for a long haul season. But I also think with older players, they tend to hit when it gets a little warmer and it's been really cold. We've had a cold spring. Um, not great. I mean, you saw the Mets, right? They had a couple of rainouts and then a snow out. I mean, I think DeGrom had to go 10 days in between starts and somehow he still struck out 14 and seven. But nonetheless, uh, I do expect when the weather turns, uh, some of these guys who have just uncanny averages right now, whether it's on base or, or batting average, I think they're going to do better. But clearly there are things that are, are, are more long-term concerns like center field. All right, so who is hitting right now? Gene Segura batting 345, but behind so him, you have center fielder, pitcher, mm-hmm. then Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> so <laughs> talking about the Phillies not scoring runs, that might have a lot to do with it. But but yeah, center field is the elephant in the room. Jeff, we, we knew that it might not be the best position, and my, my take going into the season was, okay, well, if your eight-hole hitter is hitting like 225, you'll be all right but they're hitting zero, <laughs> almost quite literally zero. The last time a starting center fielder got a hit was way back on April 4th. Yeah. Is this, is this, is this real? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a hard time because ever since last year, right. When the Phillies made all those changes with their bullpen and you thought, well, geez, I mean, there's only one way to, way to go and that's up. But And then you look at the center field here and they haven't gotten a hit in three weeks and you think, well, they got to get one at some point, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> the Phillies have a, a funny way of proving us wrong statistically. Uh, I mean, it's, it's very alarming that Mickey Moniak is, as we record, I think he struck out eight times in his 12 at bats. I mean, that's, yep. he just looks lost at the plate. Obviously Scott Kingery is not here. Um, 
Adam Hazley. I, I feel you know bad for the kid. I don't know you know really what happened uh, that's led to him leaving the team, but I hope it's not you know the pressure of playing in Philly and having your game dissected all the time. Uh, but the bottom line is, I mean, there's just I mean, Roman Quinn has, God, he has really been terrible. Um, I, I didn't as bad as Roman Quinn has been over the last you know year and a half. I didn't think it would be this bad. I, I don't know, Frank. Where do you go from here? Do do you? I mean, it seems clear to me they're not going to call up Adubel Herrera. Um, or at least not now, but do you, do you imagine that that's around the corner if this continues? <laughs> well, here's the, here's the hard part. So you don't really know what's up with Adam Hastley. And, and, and certainly I wish, I wish him the best. And, you know, even he was hitting 222, which if he was hitting 222, they'd be okay. Right. If, yeah. if, if he could even do that. Um, but the, the hard part is, you know, are, are the Phillies willing to actually cut somebody like, like Roman Quinn? Are they willing to just flat out give up on him? I mean, is he somebody somebody before we get to Herrera, I think we need to really figure out everybody else that's ahead of him right now, because you're going to have to make some decisions about the likes of, of Quinn before you, you go that far. Now the Phillies do have an extra 40 man roster spot because of hastily being on the restricted list. However, um, you know, Simone Muziati was, was having some visa issues. He's probably going to occupy that spot right back at any time. So and he is a center field prospect for the Phillies, but mm-hmm. uh, but so so it still is kind of hard to make space for somebody not on the forty man roster until you figure out what you're going to do with what you have. So so Roman Quinn is 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 this somebody we all know his speed is is incredible. Uh, he's he was literally the fastest player in the majors last year. But for for me, the real telling thing was last night that yeah he Joe Girardi would not pinch hit him in the ninth inning. And they went to Adam Hastley. I mean, Adam Hastley, excuse me. They went to um, Andrew Knapp. And if you're calling up Andrew Knapp to pinch hit there, then this is this was the problem like two years ago, right? That that Andrew Knapp was always up in the ninth inning as a pinch hitter yep. against the closer. Well, what happened last night? He's pinch hitting in the ninth against closer. Yeah, yep, you're right. All right. So, My dog's really mad at it too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at this point, if, if you have if you have all that in play like do, do you have to and is it too soon to, to to give up on somebody like Quinn I don't know too soon I mean he's been with the team for quite a while now and he's just been a flash player I mean there's been times where you're like wow what Roman Quinn could be if he could stay healthy and then there are times he's not stayed healthy and then there's times more recently that he's been healthy and not productive I think the speed really helps but um to me at this point the way we're looking at him. He's almost helpful for a player. You remember how um, I'm going to go way back here, like the Red Sox acquire Dave Roberts, you know, mm-hmm. just for the speed on the base pass and the playoffs to be disruptive. Unfortunately for the Phillies, they have to make it to the playoffs and then deep into it for that kind of player to really help them and to, to want to have that kind of guy on the roster. Because right now that's about the only value I can see to having him in the game, especially with the extra inning games where you start off with a runner on second, I still think he brings some value there, but it's not the right value. If because he's on the roster, you have to play him uh, and bat him in critical situations when you wouldn't want to, the bottom line is he can be on the team, but you still need a better option to be a, a more uh, significant piece of the center field rotation or, or just starting center fielder. You know, there's been a number of players in Major League history that have just been the speed guy off the bench. And, you know, I remember a guy that the Phillies used to have in their system named Quinton Berry, who was very, very fast, 
Never made it past Double A Reading for the Phillies, but had a cup of coffee in the major leagues. Teams would bring him in, and he would be the guy that pinch runs. And <laughs> imagine him running with with this runner at second base. That is now the issue, but. The problem is the way the Phillies roster is constructed, you need him to play if he's going to be on the roster, right? You you know, usually that was a roster's expand in September. There's a guy that's quick you can bring in. And and to me, that that's what Roman Quinn is at the moment, you know. Now that you've had this sample size of his batting, but but th- th- that brings us to the next the next part of all this, right? So then what do you actually do to get another center fielder in? So you mentioned Odubel Herrera. Now, he, here's the thing about Herrera. He wasn't doing a whole lot this spring, right? He didn't play last year. When the year before that, when he got arrested, he wasn't doing that great either, right? So, like, like if you just bring him in and he goes through his streak, so he now he's the kind of guy. Even even in the spring, he did the same thing. He's hot for like a minute and then just dead cold for for days at a time. That's that 222. It wasn't that a consistent 222. It was a, all right, I got three hits today. You don't see, you don't hear from me for eight days. And then I, I'm going to have three more hits again. So I don't know if that's any better for the Phillies, Jeff. All right. So here's the thing with Odubel Herrera, Frank, you know, this, I know it. Everybody knows it. You can call him up. He'll give you some flash, just like we've talked about with Roman Quinn, maybe a little bit even more than Roman Quinn, but he's also going to give you, you know, weeks of, of, of slump, of inconsistent play, not always great on the base paths, decision-making. So if I thought that if I thought that he would come up and be a spark plug for the entire team, maybe I'd consider it. The way I see it now is the Phillies have two months to figure this out because I think they're going to be in the race, and I do think other guys are going to pick it up a little bit. But they obviously can't have this center field situation if they want to be competitive, right. And, and make the playoffs and, and go deep in the playoffs. So they're probably going to have to trade for somebody if they can. And that's up to Dave Dombrowski. Or, but until then I'm fine with at least being a little bit more patient with what you've got right now. I mean, I would maybe also search for a veteran. See, like, you know, the Yankees go out and get Rokneg road, Ned Odor or Rokneg Odor or whatever it is. Maybe there's a kind of a vet center fielder out there who you can bring in at a very low cost trade. Someone, somewhere to just give you some at bats and some time while you're trying to work it out with Mickey Moniak. Maybe Hazley comes back. I don't know. I won't even gamble on that, but, uh, and Quinn, who I also think will, will pick it up a little bit. I mean, it's, I hate to say it. I know it's cliche, but it is just 16 games into the season. So you're seeing guys right now, there's some guys hitting over 380, you know, you're not ready to give them MVP because you know at some point in the year that they're going to be back down to 265, 270, whatever it is. So I would be in favor of trying to find some kind of veteran placeholder. Um, I, I'm, of course, I think the, the, they're going to have to make a move at some point around the deadline. But I, you know, I just can't imagine Mickey Moniak is going to strike out 80% of his at-bats for the next month and a half. Let's just give the kids some, a chance here. Yeah, so part of, the, part of the problem, too, is nobody's really trading yet, right? I mean, even a lot of the quote-unquote bad teams, they're mm-hmm. doing pretty well. <laughs> you know, if you look at the standings, like the, the San Francisco Giants, they're doing pretty well. Sure, A typical Kepler uh, out-of-the-gate start, right? Uh, right. And you look at the Texas Rangers, they're doing pretty well. The Detroit Tigers are doing pretty well. So, so really, there's nobody really kind of out of it yet. Now, I mean, 
Um, the Yankees are in the basement in the AL East. You don't expect the Yankees to remain in the basement, right? But that's um, that's just the point, isn't it? Like the same thing you're saying about the Yankees. They're, they're not hitting, you know, they got a bunch of older guys in their lineup um, who are struggling. It's not, I mean, it seems like people feel the Yankees will turn it around. So why wouldn't you feel the same about Hoskins and DD and, you know, other guys who aren't hitting for the Phillies? I do. I think that they will hit. So it's a really tough time to to do that, but it's certainly exacerbated, you know, when when we see constantly Gene Segura hitting so much and then behind him three three holes. Now, here's a question. Uh, I did see in The Athletic today, Matt Gelb was saying that Girardi could tinker with the lineup a little bit soon. Do you put someone like Segura in the leadoff spot because he's getting on base, or is it one of those things where you expect it to, to sort of come down later? Yeah, he's a tough one because it, because of his streakiness too. He does tend to start off on fire every year. So I can see doing it temporarily, Frank, just to kind of put the spark plug at the top of the order there. I would have no issue with that. I think it might help. Um, but I don't. I can't imagine that we're having this conversation late August where Segura is still your leadoff hitter, you know? So, so how about this? There's other things the Phillies could do. Uh, this is, this is, by the way, far from ideal. I I think that at this point you're talking, um, the the Phillies are not going to put Andrew McCutcheon back in center for any period of time. Like, I think that's, I think that ship has sailed. They tried it a couple of years ago when they were, when they were stuck, but would you throw Harper out there for a game, put Matt Joyce in right for a game just to try to get something going? Yes. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Frank, and you know, Matt Joyce is a, a nice veteran, good at bat. You know, he's been he's played in the league for a while. I, I was hoping he would they would find a way to get him in games a little bit more anyway, just because he's been a pretty decent player throughout his career. So, um, you know, I know his numbers aren't great. I mean, he's batting 200, but his on base percentage is 429 in, in his uh, whopping eight games. So, I, no, I, I would have no issue with that. I think Bryce Harper is athletic enough and, and good enough to, to be able to handle playing center field a little bit, and I think yeah, it would make maybe sense. Maybe it's one of those things where you where you throw Quinn or Moniak out there in the late innings when you're trying to protect your two-run lead. and then Right. But but maybe try to get some off. You remember back in the day, even Bobby Abreu playing some center field, right? So, I mean, teams have, <laughs> teams have done that to give themselves a little bit of a boost. So that, that, that that's – I wonder if they're going to – they would do something like that or – you know, if McCutcheon's going to have a day off, that's when you put Segura in the leadoff spot for a day, and then Joyce is batting further down. So, I, I would try to do something in there just to just to get things just to get things going. I mean, well, he, maybe here's you, a qu- here's a question though I have, Frank, and you, you're better equipped to answer it. The minor leagues don't start until when they haven't May started yet, right? Fifth or so, I believe. Right. So, what are guys like Kingery and Herrera, and who are down on the quote-unquote farm or alternate site? What are they doing? Playing simulated games all day They're long? They're playing or? against other alternate sites. So they they do have a, a a small schedule. Here's the funny thing about this because, um, and I, I was trying to to work it out with my own schedule to get up there because they do have a schedule of games, and mm-hmm. and it either conflicted with me being down at the Phillies or something like that, but. But they are playing games. But but the funny thing is they're not really like reporting the stats. Um, oh, okay. In fact, I, I do I do want to bring this up because you know you mentioned Scott Kingery for that's why he I was, kind of was buried in this discussion. Yeah. Uh, the, but but Matt Breen put, pulled this out of the Allentown Morning Call. Somebody who was uh, keeping track had Kingery going one for twenty six with twelve strikeouts in those alternate site games. That, oh my that god. Is, 
but it, it, that's kind of like a hidden reality. So, uh, so after, Scott after Kingery that, I, I thought to Roman... myself, like, man, I got to find a way to get up there. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, the problem is that they're, they're playing a lot of day games in the middle of the day, and it just, <sighs> I, See, I, I just can't get to them right now. So, so you're telling me that Scott Kingery is the Roman Quinn of Mickey Moniacs? Is that, is that <laughs> what we're going on here? <laughs> So yeah, yeah that's, so that, that, that's that's that definitely uh, that definitely is is alarming. So it makes you makes you think they're not going to go Scott Kingery anytime soon. So that that with I mean, it really it really took. It's amazing that that Herrera is actually a thought because it took hastily leaving, Quinn failing, Moniac failing, Scott Kingery failing, to basically bring up the possibility of Odubel Herrera to return to the Phillies. I I could not have have seen that that coming, but. But but I think as you as you said, it might be, you might need to run this out a little bit more. So let me ask you this then: Who would you put in center field tonight? I mean, I think you have to tonight. You're you're still playing uh, San Francisco. Um, trying to think who's taking the hill last. I know Quaid they're all hurt. righties. Phillies to face a righty the, the rest I, of the series. Yeah, I you know with with a bunch of righties uh, up here, I would still like to get Mickey Moniak a few more games. Uh, I just don't want to pull the trigger on the guy at his worst moments. Right. And saying that's what he is because theoretically speaking, if, if it's been that bad so far, he's going to start to turn it around. And I want to see the young guy get a few hits. I mean, I listen, I'm not trying to lose games at the expense of it, but he is one player. It is one position. And I'm going to put my faith in the six or seven other guys who are in the lineup who should be hitting better to start picking it up. So I would still give Moniak the opportunity. He did have a good spring, right? I mean, you can't, can't deny that. And it's a difficult adjustment to come back in from the alternate site and, and just walk right in and uh, face some pretty tough pitching here. So I, I just think he needs more, uh, more time. So that's uh, <laughs> this will probably agitate Phillies fans a few more days. Is this is what it's basically what you're saying, right? I mean, he can't get any worse. So, <laughs> so if he gets a hit, everybody's going to love him. And as you said, we said that about the bullpen last July and what happened. Huh? <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say lightning like that ain't going to strike twice. Well, speaking of uh, lightning striking twice, so the, the Phillies starting rotation, Matt Moore so far so meh, but even more complicated right now, right? Because Matt Moore is on the injured list. and. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't tell us why he's on the injured list, but he could return before his next start. So that means the injured list has to be a COVID injured list because that's the only type of injured list that he would be allowed back. So, correct. So without telling <laughs> us, they told us, <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully they're okay. Actually, that's, that, that, that's, as we record this on Tuesday, I mean, there's a possibility that if more people are come up as people of concern, they might not play some games. So, uh, so yeah, kind of eking like by, and it was pretty interesting. Uh, an interesting note I saw this morning. I think it was from Gil, but um, there's not enough players for this to count as an outbreak. So the Phillies had to go to their 40 man roster to get players. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. But uh, who was it? The I Nationals how started out with 10 guys on the IL. Yeah, I wonder how they decided in their committee, like how many con- is constitutes an outbreak and what doesn't. Like one less than whatever the number is is not an outbreak. <laughs> but yeah, but even the Phillies summoning their their minor league manager to the big no, leagues because they needed somebody, Dave Jones, who of course was was uh, the Cubs AAA. Excuse me, not AAA. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's now their AAA manager for the Iron Pigs, but but uh, with the Chicago Cubs, he was the third base coach when they won the World Series. So he does at least he at least you're getting somebody who has a a, a track record filling in at third base while Dusty uh, Wathen's gone. But but man, that's that that's concerning. Five coaches, and not to mention you know you're out your hitting coach, <laughs> like like. Who's going to be working with these hitters, right? So it's it's uh it, it, this is uh the first time the Phillies really uh, are on the bad end of this COVID stuff. So hopefully, hopefully, no more double headers, right? Because those 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 haven't really been the Phillies' favorite uh, things in the world right now, right? So if, God, imagine right. if they don't play the Giants tonight and tomorrow. Well, that's that they got to find some day to squeeze a seven inning double header in, and that was. That was what did them under uh, last time, but but we'll sure. see. Hopefully, hopefully they're 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 not going to lose uh, too many players for too long. Hopefully that it's just uh, nobody has it. <laughs> now we've uh, now you and I have both had it, right? So I think we were okay openly saying that, but it's it's no yeah. walk in the in the park, and um, definitely can knock you out for a little bit if uh, you know if if you get any types of symptoms or right. Uh, but but not to mention if if you can't do anything. You're gonna you're gonna lose your uh, your swing. You're gonna lose your uh, stamina on the mound, right? So, so hopefully that won't be so bad. But, but, uh, but, but the starting rotation though. So Matt Moore, uh, not really giving them a whole lot so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are a little bit worried about that. Um, Vince Velasquez is on deck to start the next Matt Moore start if he is not back. Uh, are we are we looking at impending disaster here, Jeff? No. No, you, you look, they've had a really good top three. I mean, good enough with Nola, Eflin, Wheeler. Matt Moore has not been what we hoped, but Chase Anderson has been decent enough. He just has to go later in the games. I think the bullpen has been very good. I mean, I mean, doesn't every team have a question mark as their, as their fifth starter and probably have a guy who's got an ERA over six uh, as their fifth starter, unless you're the Dodgers. So um, I'm not – I. I get what you're saying. I mean, we are one step away from Vince Velazquez and, or uh, who is the other name you mentioned? I forget. I just said Velazquez. I don't think they have another name. Has Velazquez ever really been the Phillies fifth starter though? I mean, I feel like he's always been in contention to be their fourth starter, right? There there's been times he's been kicked out of the rotation and then put back in and right. I I don't know. Right now, right now, Vince Velasquez special of four and two thirds actually sounds kind of good, right? That's what I'm saying. It's it's um, you know with the bullpen being decent, so I'm pretty good. In fact, I think their bullpen is. Here's the amazing thing: their bullpen is tenth best ERA in baseball. Guess who the ninth best bullpen is? Uh, Braves. It's the San Francisco Giants. I think last year the Phillies had the worst, and the Giants had the second worst because they were always kind of comparable to the Gabe Kapler team. I know that they were like neck and neck with bad uh, bullpen ERA, but now that the two teams seem to be a lot better in that department. So I'm not, you know, when did, uh, hopefully Bradley will come back. It doesn't sound like it was too major, right? That's an oblique. It's one of those, you know, every time you yeah. hear the, the word oblique, you, you basically got to give the guy like a month to make sure he doesn't re-aggravate it. Right, right. So hopefully that's not too bad. Coonrod's been a nice, um, nice, I don't want to say surprise. We knew he threw hard, but it's been a, a, a good addition so far from the giants uh, by the way who from was the part giants, of that right. bad bullpen he had an era over nine with the giants last year so right it's amazing and, you know and by the way the phillies need to hit on a lot of guys like that if they're if they're not going to bring up their own guys right so I mean, right you need you, you need to pick up some of those wins on the margins wherever you can but but yeah, yeah. but brogdon coonrod alvarado who's of course on the on the injured list at the moment but 
Yeah. Hopefully not for long. Um, my, I can't complain about Hector Neris. I guess he's done the job so far in his seven games. So Kinsler's been reliable. I mean, yeah, is- I just, I, I would be more concerned. Like you asked me about imminent disaster. If the bullpen was not pitching well, and then you had to take Velasquez out of it and be a, a fourth or a fifth. I'm just, I'm just not there yet. I, I just think this team is in a little bit of a funk. And uh, when these bats start hitting, I think things are going to be better. Hopefully we'll start hitting soon. By the way, Aaron Nola finally gets his first 27 out complete game. I mean, by the way, you know, I, I think I think the thing that we've talked about a lot is if, or if the question came up, is he an ace? You know, kind mm-hmm. of my answer always has been, OK, well, he's certainly a number one. Um, but, you know, his failures in September and failures to step up on a big game, you know, that doesn't seem to that seems to be the thing that just puts enough doubt in people's mind. But. But uh, they needed that complete game, right? I mean, they're yes. they're they're facing, uh, you know, they're coming off the the Matt Moore um, disaster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, start that was Saturday, right? And then bullpen pitched a lot, and they they had that double header. So, really, that was a good time for for him to, to have the bullpen have a day off. Right. People need to remember, by the way, there's not 32 aces. So, I mean, there's about five or six truly, truly elite untouchable type starting pitchers in baseball, right? You're talking about DeGrom, probably talking about Bieber. Uh, you're probably talking about maybe, maybe the Dodgers may have two of them, to be honest with you. I mean, if, if Kershaw is still there and, and Walker Bueller, and um, I'm probably missing somebody who's also, you know, I don't even put Scherzer in that cat and he's still really good, but you can hit him up a couple of times. You know, he's been hittable at times for the last few years. But I think Nola is in that that second tier. You know, your your Giolitos, uh, your um, your Musgrove, who's really although Musgrove right now looks like he's one of the best pitchers in baseball now that he got out of Pittsburgh. But I don't know if he's <laughs> going to continue on that torrid pace that he's on. But um, I'm trying to think of some other you know real you know Tyler the kid Glass from now perhaps Glass now Corbin Burns like you know he's in that category. He's got really good stuff, and he on any given day can be a nightmare for a lineup but he has moments where he's hittable Uh, and even judging him on September you know I'd like to be able to judge him more on a playoff game than than just I mean uh, listen you got to get play well in September I get that and then get to the playoffs but I I guess I just don't have I don't have like a concern of course I think that the Phillies could always get another great starting pitcher that's what teams do they you know look at the Astros when they had Verlander and they had um uh, uh, Garrett Cole. Oh, Cole. That's probably the name I, I forgot. I could have put in that upper upper tier. But then they went out and traded for Granky. You know, you can always add another ace that might push the totem pole down a little bit. But I, I think right now with your one, two, three of Nola, Zach Wheeler, and, and Eflin, you're doing pretty good. That should make you competitive for this division, Frank. So all in all, now the Phillies, if you look at their schedule, they've got a couple more against the Giants and they head to Colorado, right? So so the, the level of competition is going to, to decline a little bit, right? I mean, it, mm-hmm. they, they've, they've played some tough games so far, but uh, head to Colorado. They, have, they do have to face St. Louis for four more. It's funny how these same opponents <laughs> keep coming up. Yep. Um, then back to the Mets and then Milwaukee. But, but you know, they're, they're going to start facing some teams that are perhaps a little little i want to say easier but but you know there, there's not the same challenge right so yeah. uh will the phillies pick up some games uh, in, in the next few weeks colorado might be in that's at colorado if i'm at not colorado mistaken. yeah that's a really good recipe for a slumping team uh, so 
I'm very curious to see how they snowing. come out of that series and what they take the, into the, the following series against the Cardinals, right? Yeah, so they go from uh, Colorado to St. Louis. Then they're back home for the Mets and the right. Brewers. It'd be nice if they could miss Flaherty in that, in that uh, St. Louis series. So, you know, you go straight from Colorado to right into St. Louis, who, who's, you know, they've had some difficult. I think Martinez has been beat up for them a lot this year. Including by the trying Phillies. Trying to bounce back. Yes, including by the Phillies. Correct. Um, so, you know, it would be nice if they had to miss Flaherty in that series. Yeah, Cardinals currently 8-8. Eight and eight. Maybe they're like the Phillies are 8-8. Eight eight. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I think uh, I think uh, we'll we'll see. There's 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 a lot more to baseball to be played, as you said many times. But the big question I think is, will people be patient? <laughs> well, I tell you one thing: I, if we're if we're going to talk about an underrated positive this year, don't you think Alec Bohm's defense has been pretty darn good? Yeah, he's had his moments, but I think I think he's I think he's been more than passable. So yeah, I mean he's um, not been a butcher like it was kind of build him to be. You know, got to play first base. I thought he's been, been made some nice plays. He there. tried to barehand that ball last night, couldn't come up with it. Yeah, but you know, I mean yeah. that that might have been a an infield single anyway. So right, and um, then I know he almost got McCutcheon killed on that pop up uh, in about a week <laughs> ago, but but he did catch the ball at least. Um, and yeah, no, I, I think he I think that's been in, you know for for all the shortcomings of his bat so far that that's been a nice thing to see yeah and honestly i think his bat will be fine i mean he's, i do too uh his i i, I predicted before the season he'd be an all-star still plenty of time for that you know i i didn't think he would have the so, the sophomore slump because because as uh as mike our friend mike gillis said you know he hits the ball where it is and so mm-hmm. uh i think you're uh, worried about mccutcheon uh, no i'm bone. age no What's i'm that? asking if you're worried about mccutcheon at all you need to give Matt Joyce some starts against some righties. I think you yeah. do. Uh, or Brad Miller. Uh, I don't know if they've, I think, I think they've kept Miller out of the field a little bit because he had the oblique issue. So um, he's just been coming up to hit and that's about it. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think when they're more comfortable with Miller in the field, you'll, you'll see Miller play some more uh, games too. But, but yeah, you got, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, they went into the season, uh, McCutcheon saying that he was ready to play every day. Maybe he's not. You know, I mean, if they think about this, if you remember who was drafted back to back with McCutcheon, that would be Jay Bruce. Well, where's Jay Bruce playing right now? He's not. He's right. retired. He just retired. <laughs> right. So you got to remember in baseball years, McCutcheon's up there. So, you know, I would like to see them play Matt Joyce just a little bit more. Uh, maybe that would keep McCutcheon a little bit more fresh. So uh, I think point. that I think that's what you need to do. So we're worried. No, but. You got to make sure you remember that that uh, he is Jay Bruce years old, and Jay Bruce is retired now, right? <laughs> I was Jay you know Bruce what? years old when I retired from baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? Like, I mean, last year that was a problem. Like, I I think you frequently said, "Hey, look out for these young teams in this in this crazy little condensed season because they're going to be the ones that that are going to be able to hang in there, right? right?" So, I mean, that's that's what happened to the Phillies. The old guys got beat up a little bit. Jay Bruce and Andrew McCutcheon among them, right? And mm-hmm. they they couldn't they couldn't keep up the way that the the Marlins and the Blue Jays could last year. So, so there's there's so there's always that. Just make sure you keep them fresh. You got a veteran in Matt Joyce to keep them fresh. How about you use them? That's what I would say. I'm down with that, my friend. <laughs> well, lots of baseball left. Jeff Mosher, we'll be talking about it all season long. But for now, Frank Close, Jeff Mosher, this has been the Powder Blue Podcast. We'll catch you next time.